Here we go. Attempt number two. <laughs> Give it up, people. It is the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. This episode will hopefully save today, unlike last week when it would not save. And I went through hell and back trying to figure out why when you hit file, save as. And it doesn't do anything except try and give me high blood pressure <laughs> and a reason to throw this thing away. So that episode is lost. You may be thankful it was 90 minutes long. So <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, I guess the beauty of a second try is that we will do our best to shorten it. Right. Uh, one way we're going to shorten it is that I'm not going to talk about it as much as I did last time. But we're still going to try and hit on everything. Well, most everything. So, anyways, hi. Hey, how's it going? Um, happy Festivus for the rest of us, I guess. We're recording Monday the 23rd of December. Winter break for uh, most people that have kids. Yeah. So, happy uh, winter break. Good luck. May the force be with you as parents and with your children as they have to... Uh, <laughs> endure things to do, I guess. May you have plenty of food. Yes. May there, may your pantries and refrigerators be full. Right. As well as your bellies. There we go. Yes. That kind of got weird at the end. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as always, I'm your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, thankfully, as always, is my co-host. Patrick Terry. Hey. All right. Well, we're going to give this a whirl again. <laughs> um, I want to go ahead and say bear with me. I'm having some sort of upper respiratory funness for uh, Christmas. That's what the weather is giving me. So I'll be sucking down uh, cough drops. Hopefully it won't affect the uh, production value, the high production value we have. Right. <laughs> um, but um, so um, pardon my voice and or coughing. So anyways, um, what's uh, I would say what's new, but... Um, what is still new? I guess maybe not new now, but well, I what's guess, been new, what's been new lately? <laughs> well, what I mentioned the last time we tried to record mm-hmm. was going to a Christmas program in Spring Hill. Yes, I know the name of the church. It was Church at Station Hill in right. Spring Hill, Tennessee. Station Hill in Spring Hill. All right. Yeah, so, so, that might get confusing. Right, it was a lot of hills. <laughs> yes, I got lost. Oh no, my uh, I didn't have the actual numerical address. So I just put in the name of the church, gotcha. and I missed the the turn by one. Like it had me turn a turn later. Oh, okay. And I was just out in the middle of almost nowhere, and I was like, well, okay. I almost gave up, but a friend of mine was already there, so she gave me the numericals, and I found my way. <laughs> well, if you were smart, you would have let Jesus take the wheel, and he would have got you there. He was in. He was with me. He was definitely he was in spirit. Me. Yes, no, he was definitely no with pun, me. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was <laughs> such a stupid dad joke. But funny. Yes, yeah. Um, and since then, I've just been trying to finish this book I was reading. Um, been reading the Strain Trilogy. And I'm on the second book. I believe it's called The Fallen. And um, after this, I'm going to be reading a book called um, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Man, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You have to let me know how that is. I think they're making that into a movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, uh, a friend of mine... Mm-hmm. Uh, who's also a reader, was like, you know, once you finish your book, why don't we read this, then talk about it. So I was like, okay. Oh, it's like a little mini book club. Yeah. I'm like, cool. So I'm that trying to cool. finish this one so okay. we can start that. It'll probably be the first of the year when I get to the new one. 
but it should be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so far, the only person they've got is uh, Lupita Nyong'o hmm. to play his mom. So, cool. Hey, Patricia. Starting start, start strong. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's going to be directed by Lizelle Tommy. That sounds like a name. Yep. Lizelle. Um, she's known for directing just, uh, I guess, some episodes of Jessica Jones, The Walking Dead, and Dolly Parton's Heart Strings. Hmm, so, I know at least two of those. Yep. <laughs> Dolly Parton and <laughs> The Walking Dead. I've heard of Jessica Jones. I just never oh, watched yeah, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hadn't watched it yet. Uh, but other than that, that's about all that's really going on. Getting ready for Christmas in two days. Yeah, buddy. You working it too? I'm here. All, I'm working all week. Yep, me too. <laughs> yep, that's our humbug attitude. We're going to go to work and make that extra money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta gotta recoup the Christmas funds. Yep, what you said. So, but fun times. Yes. All right. So for me, uh, I'm gonna try and give a more Cliff Notes abbreviated version. Uh, on December the 12th was, if you listen to the Chris Mancini episode, um, was their comedy film nerd's 600th episode, their final episode. Their show has now sadly ended but they did a live recording. Uh, it wasn't, we were touch and go whether or not I was going to be able to go. Um, long story short, too late. Um, I was able to go uh, because I have an amazing wife who's extremely supportive and um, and uh, what really went and understood the important, how important it was for me to go. Not only as a, person that's listened to him for over nine years. I mean, that's longer I've known her and then some. Right. It says, I mean, I've listened to them as long as, you know, since York's been like three months. So, um, so I went. Uh, plane was interesting because it was uh, from here to Vegas, which was fine. But then I had like a 10-hour layover. Right. Smart person probably would have walked around, you know, check out sites, and then just come back through TSA and call it a day. Yeah. I didn't feel like doing that. I didn't feel like do, dealing with TSA again. <coughs> you're, already and in, you're already inside. It's like I'm already here, so I'm like, I don't really me- feel like messing with all that. Even though I've never been to Vegas, it would, would have been interesting just to walk around for a little bit. Right. Especially since I was going to be there for, like, ever. Um, I decided, no. So I ended up trying to sleep. I couldn't sleep. The airport was freezing. But um, watched a bunch of episodes of The Office. So, yay. Wasn't a wasted time. Right. Um, I got to the uh, Jim and Pam's wedding episode and cried like a baby, just like I did when I originally saw it on the TV. Because it's a beautifully made episode shot, I mean, from start to finish. It's funny. If you follow the characters that far, you know, you're invested and you're just excited for them just the way they the way the episode ended with the music just added everything and yeah i cried like a baby i didn't even care who was watching yeah so i wouldn't even care if it was people i knew i don't care i'm i'm sentimental like that anyways uh got to la didn't really know where i was gonna do because i had like eight hours right you would think i'd have that a little bit better planned out in hindsight i probably would have planned it out better every place i wanted to go was either close to the public because I wanted to go do nerdy things, like go to AFI, go look at their library, and you had to be a student, or you had to make an appointment, and I, didn't, I was neither. Yeah. And the 
Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, Science, Arts and Science, so basically the Oscars. It was supposed to have this big museum ready to go and open. Yeah, it's not open yet. Not it's open. not ready yet. So that kind of bummed me out because I wanted to go do things that the kids would have zero interest in. Right. And, yeah, that didn't happen. So I went to the Griffith Observatory, got to see where they filmed uh, one of the most important scenes from Rebel Without a Cause, which was in my earlier 20s, was one of my favorite films and absolutely loved it. And so for me to go there, I got my picture taken next to the James Dean bust. And right next to that, or right behind it, you can see that perfect view of the Hollywood sign. Now, mind you, I only brought my phone. I didn't bring my nice camera because I don't really want to lug around too much stuff because I was only going to be there for a day and then fly back. And so I brought just my phone. So I took a picture, took a selfie with the Hollywood sign, but it's, I'm in like 72 font and the picture's in like eight point I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny. It's like a subtitle. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's like, sure that's back there? Is sure it's not a backdrop? Yeah, no. If it was a backdrop, it would be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, it was still fun. I had a good time. Um, there in the observatory, if you get a chance, absolutely beautiful. Now is the view pretty good. Um, it's better when there's not a whole lot of smog in the air. That's a real thing. And uh, it was a little hazy that day. But it was still just awesome to look at and look out, I guess. Um, and the observatory itself, the inside, is amazing. They've got moon rocks. They've got meteorites, all kinds of cool stuff in there. Different teles telescopes, a Tesla coil. Yeah, it's pretty awesome in there. And the planetarium, that's, that's pretty awesome. So I would definitely recommend it. Um, so I got done, and I didn't really know where to go next. Plus, all I know is that L.A. traffic is terrible. So I didn't know how far away the event was from where I was. Right. Well, it said 30 minutes, you know, a 30-minute drive. But I don't know if that includes traffic time. So I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and just go now, and I'll just walk around the area. So it's in Koreatown. So I get there, and I start walking around. I apparently walked seven miles that day. And then uh, I only saw a few Koreans. The rest of them were, were Hispanic, which was fine but it's just funny because it's Koreatown but or any Koreans I don't know um, but it was cool I got to walk around they had like little swap meets on the sidewalk and various different places and it was kind of cool just to walk walk around look at the culture and and kind of just take it all in and uh, found a nice little restaurant had some really good Mexican food that was delicious and then Went to the event. event was awesome. The Th Dynasty typewriter only sit sees probably like a little over 100 people. It's not very big. It's a fairly small venue, which I I wasn't sure how big it would be. Right. I thought it would be a little bit bigger than that, but it was still awesome. It made it more intimate. And there's probably about 50 people that showed up, and which was fine with me because that means I got to sit closer. Right. And it made some new friends, and which was awesome. And... Then watched the show, which was only supposed to be an hour and a half long. Turned out to be three hours long. So that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, hell, I wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> so I had nothing else to do. So yeah, I was all, I was in for it. It was a welcome surprise. Yes, it was an awesome surprise, and it was hilarious. I laughed so hard and I cried too because I knew it was. I mean, I didn't cry, cry, but I mean, 
I did get teared up sometimes because I knew there wouldn't be any more. And right. that, that kind of bummed me out and made me sad. But it was awesome. And then afterwards, they had an after party. And I got to meet some really cool people. And um, as I would say, my new friend, um, Susie Nakamura, who's been in, uh, she was in Dead to Me. She was in Dr. Ken's uh, show that he had on briefly. And she's going to be in the new HBO uh, show Avenue 5, which is basically a comedy set in space. That looks awesome. So, um, we, you know, we kind of became fast friends, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, yeah, yeah, she's awesome. She's hilarious. She's awesome. And uh, there's some other people. It was just a good time. And so, yeah, that was it. And then after I got done, I tried to find a a Walmart to uh, go pick up some souvenirs for the kids. And apparently all the Walmarts in L.A. close at midnight on a weeknight during Christmas time, during Christmas season. So that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to the airport, uh, flew into Burbank. Um, so I just stayed at the Burbank airport and charged up all my equipment and then um, waited for the plane and then got souvenirs at the at the at one of the well newsstand shops they had there. Yeah. And then turns out John Bernthal from Walking Dead and The Punisher TV show, and as well as movies as well. As well as movies as well. That's so articulate. Good <laughs> job, Jeff. Um, he uh, he was also, he was he turned out to be on our plane. I was like, sweet. Right. It's a freaking Punisher is in the uh, emergency seat. So, you know. Everybody's safe. <laughs> yep. Everybody's safe. And we got an anti-hero of sorts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. I just, I wanted to, you know, say something, but I didn't know really, I didn't want to like make a thing out of it. So as I passed by, I just said, Hey man, really appreciate your work. Um, and then and he said, thanks. And then, you know, exchanged fist bumps and moved on. So it was pretty cool though. And then, uh, and that was till we got to Dallas and then I had a layover in Dallas. And so I had enough time to go and hunt thanks to my wife who was assisting uh helped me find a uh, a whataburger in terminal e so i hustled and i was able to go and get um go get some food and finally had a whataburger after like 30 something years 28 years about 28 years yeah, i've never had one but i've heard it's good. delicious absolutely delicious so yeah i'm a fan All right, we had, you wouldn't know it, but we had to take a short break. Um, York came in because it is, again, it's still, it's winter break. So he's coming in, so I'm grab a chair, head to the kitchen, and open a door. I'm like, he's about to make a bunch of noise, and he's probably going to hurt himself. Thankfully, he just wanted cereal. And um, so I was like, well, let me go help him out with that. Yep. And then <laughs> he... <laughs> He went Lucky Charms, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And then he's like, well, I think, uh, you know what? I think uh, the Lucky Charms guy, Leprechaun, I think he would be a Hufflepuff because he's always happy. And I said, really? It kind of stopped him because I was like, nah, I'm going to call BS on this one. Because I said, listen, he's greedy because he's, he's always trying to run because people are after his Lucky Charms. He's like, oh, yeah. I said, I said, think about it, buddy. All the different color marshmallows 
I said, what if those were just Horcruxes? He's like, oh. So there you go, some food for thought. He's Slytherin. He's not level above. <laughs> Get that nonsense out of here. Try and put him in my house. Right. Not in my house. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, that was a slight digression, but yet still kind of humorous and that's kind of the uh, discussions York and I kind of get into. <laughs> it's silly things like that. But yeah, he'll articulate his his uh, his reasoning behind it. So, all right. Um, other than that, yeah, I got back uh, from the trip and took York to his belt testing. He tested for his orange belt with white stripe, or however they call that, uh, for Krav Maga, and tested and passed. So, congratulations to him. Um, he's now also on break from that as well. Uh, then started back up till the new year, so that's nice. Give him a little break and um, me a break from driving all the way down there. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, and Grayson had her sleep over a dance class, so she had a blast doing that. And yeah, um, my stepmom came down to visit. It's the first time she's been to Tennessee to visit us since York was less than two when her and my dad came down and that's been eight years at least yeah yeah about eight years seven eight seven and a half eight years so anyways we had lunch with her yesterday so that was nice kids got to open up their christmas gifts early york got the nintendo switch he wanted so yeah awesome everybody's happy (laughs) everybody's happy and it was you know we gave her pictures and some stuff so she's Extremely appreciative. We enjoyed our visit. And, all right. Well, without further ado, let's get into movies. It's your turn to talk, right. so I don't have to keep That's wearing cool. out my voice. That's cool. Um, first movie I'm going to talk about is Good Liar. Uh, starring Sir Ian McKellen and Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, this movie came out November 15th. Uh, Runtime of 109 minutes. Opening weekend was about a little over $5 million. <coughs> Had a budget of ten million, so the gross at the time of me searching this was like a little over sixteen million. Okay. And then worldwide gross was twenty-seven million, a little over that. Uh, but basically, Ian McKellen plays Roy Courtney, who's a con man, and he sets his sights on a recently widowed Betty McLeish. I think that's how you say it. McLeish, McLeish. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, so she's worth millions. Uh, upon them meeting, Betty quickly invites him into. Not only her life, but also her home. And okay. Of course, the, she has a grandson who doesn't agree with it. Um, but Mr. Courtney's simple swindle turns into a game of cat and mouse. Okay. So, you know, will things go the way he wants? Or is there something else afoot? I thought it was pretty good. You know, solid performances from both. Uh, nice little plot twist that I wasn't expecting. A friend of mine, that we went we went to see the movie. She kind of figured it out before I did. And... Um, it was just a good movie, definitely worth seeing. Whether it's it's probably not in the theaters now, so red box it, yeah. library. Okay. It's definitely worth checking out. Alright. Um, after that, knives out. This one <clears throat> actually pretty good. I yeah. it was it was fun. Um this had a uh, release date of November twenty seventh. Uh budget of forty million. Uh at the time the opening was a little over twenty six million and then Domestic gross was a little over seventy-eight million, and then the worldwide gross is about one hundred sixty-two million. So it did well. Um, so 
world-renowned crime novelist is found dead in his home by his maid. And even though the detectives have already interviewed the family, they want to interview him again, but this time they have a worldwide detective by uh, okay. Detective Blanc. Oh, okay. <laughs> played by Daniel Craig. And so he basically adds his expertise to try to figure out what's going on because he feels like there's something fishy mm-hmm. behind what's going on. Uh, but you got a nice star-studded cast. You got Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon. Uh, you got Don Johnson, uh, Tom... Crap, can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> Tony Collette, <laughs> Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer, among others. Uh, but it was, it was pretty good. It's kind of like a updated, our version of Clue, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. But definitely also one worth checking out. It might still be playing. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, then we have Dark Waters. And still to this day, I don't know what the budget was. So at the time of research, and uh, the opening weekend was a little over 102,000, but uh, the domestic gross was a little over eight million, and worldwide was a little over nine million. Uh, you got Mark <laughs> Ruffalo playing defense attorney uh, as what's his name? Uh, dang it! His first name is Rob. I can't remember his last name. Okay. But um, he plays attorney, attorney, uh, defense attorney, who normally uh, is defense attorney for the corporations, but this time. He has a farmer from his hometown that comes and asks him to defend him against DuPont. Try to sue DuPont because apparently their plant or their waste dump has been contaminating his farm and he's been losing cow, cattle. Uh, at the time, he lost over 100 plus cattle. Okay. And also, it's poisoning the water. For, the water. Um, apparently, the chemical, it also turns their teeth black. Oh. So that's one sign. It's linked to cancer, thyroid problems, and everything. So through the course of his investigation, it links DuPont to a lot of different deaths and illnesses. Yeah. And apparently it's an ongoing thing. So this movie goes from 90, 1999, and I believe it stops at 2015. Okay. But it does say it's an ongoing thing. The attorney is still fighting the good fight. Wow. So, yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see, the, the chemical was called the Forever Chemical, or the PFOA, or also called the C8. Okay. And it's a chemical that stays in your body pretty much like forever. It says if you, let's say if you were to eliminate any type of chemical, these chemicals in your body would take four years just to eliminate half of it. Wow. So, just imagine. It's, 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 Do you know if there's any Rev9 in it, or... I don't know. <laughs> I just know Teflon. Right. Um, the Teflon pet cookware that was linked to it. Yeah. Chemicals in that. Some clothing. Some, you know, of course the water. Right. In that town. But it's just crazy. That's tragic. It really is. And um, it just kind of shows you that corporations just all about that bottom line, that money. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to, you know, they hit it for decades and it was all about that money. It's wow. Sad. sad. Like, I get it, you want to make money, but you're not going to make money if you don't have customers. You, <laughs> which you're word? Yeah. <laughs> which you're killing. Um, and then the last movie, I'm not going to talk much about, Black Christmas. Yeah. Avoid it. Then Now, if you want to get a group of friends together, maybe have a drinking game, mm-hmm. and you can have fun with it. 
But at the just, house, not yeah, at the at, theater. At, at the house, not yeah. I mean, I guess you could have a drink. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. If you want to rent it from Redbox Library, have a party at home. Yeah, put it on, have fun that way. You might be able to do that. Right. But um, this is like the second remake for this movie. Previous one was 2006. Original 1974. Yeah. And of course, the original is still. I guess I haven't seen it, but I've heard it. Te- it stands the test of time compared gotcha. to the other two. Uh, it did have a budget of five million, which I can kind of see that. But it did make its money back. Worldwide gross is over seven million. Yeah, because <laughs> that's because horror movies can make their money back because it costs so it costs so little to make. Oh, Imogen Poots is in it. I love her. Why is she in this movie though? Mm-hmm. I mean, the cast was pretty. Carrie Yules is in it. All right. Yeah, I mean, had an attractive cast. <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just it was it was another movie where I probably would have just walked out of if I paid. For, well, no, if I paid for it, I'd still sit there. But I've been mad. You've been mad about it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Been, I wouldn't been too happy. Um, and then I was going to add my two cents to Jumanji. Margot Kidder, that's who was in the original. I was like, oh, there was somebody famous that was in the original. That the I... original Black Christmas. Yeah. Nah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Um, just add two cents to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, if you've seen the original, well. If you've seen the most recent version of Jumanji, you'll go in and you'll enjoy this. Uh, it's pretty much just like watching a video game. It's just the video game play out. It, it was, it's, I think, probably on par right. with the original. I still kind of like the original more. Yeah, because it's new and it was something yeah. different. Yeah, I do, I do like the different take that they did. But mm-hmm. It was definitely a good time. What about The Rock's voice? Which, did that... You, you see what I was talking about? The, yeah, at the beginning, I was just kind of like, it was cool. Then after a while, I was like, okay. It's getting a bit much. So yeah. something happens to where that changes. I was happy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was happy. But I was like, oh, man. It was, I don't even think the original character was talking like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't that, really notice it as much. Yeah, because I, I, I was... Going back to earlier scenes, I'm like, I don't even think he was actually talking like this. Yeah. So he was he was a little overdoing it a little bit. Yeah, well, hamming it up yeah. more so than usual. Yeah, because that's I was like, it's getting annoying. Yeah, but Kevin Hart did did pretty good portraying uh, Danny Glover's character. So it yeah, was, it was actually funny. I was just yeah. like, this is the first time I've Kevin Hart's been funny in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for a lack of try, that's for sure. Right. And yeah, it almost makes you wonder who's been in more movies, Kevin Hart or The Rock. Hmm. Ooh. That's a good that's All right. pretty good trivia. Yep. Right there. Hold on. Stand by. Yeah. Stand by. That would be you want to take a guess? Do you want to take a guess? Um, I kind of want to say Kevin Hart. Okay. Only because maybe he's been, he been doing it a little more than The Rock. But, no. How many credit? How many acting credits do you think Kevin Hart has? It's got to be over, over 20. I remember from Soul Plane and his crap. He's he's had a lot of cameos too. It will include that. Yeah. And it may even include TV. Yeah. So I'll have to give it to Kevin Hart. <laughs> okay. So, so you think Kevin Hart only has twenty credits? At least. At least. Yeah. Okay. How many you think The Rock has? Uh. <coughs> Well, if it's acting, would his wrestling include acting? That's, <laughs> if, you, if you include that, he uh, might have it then. 
wrestling. Yes, it'll include wrestling. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you as I'm scrolling through. Yeah, if you include wrestling, he's, yeah, he's, yeah you probably got that then. <laughs> Let me put that in it. Okay, take a guess how many he has. <laughs> Including wrestling, it's probably over 100. <laughs> over 100 is not a number. I mean, no. it's, it's a, a get, number. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an area of yes, but it's not a number. I'll just put it at even 100. <laughs> okay. Kevin Hart, um, no drum roll, but yeah, drum roll, um, has 98 credits. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Way off. (laughs) Just a hair. (laughs) The Rock, including wrestling, 117. Wow, that's that's less than I thought. (laughs) 117, so he's only got... We're going to do math. We're going to do math here. He's only got 19 more credits than Kevin Hart. Wow. And he's been acting longer than Kevin Kevin Hart. Wow. (laughs) Well, since he's been acting longer, so okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I just I found that humorous though. I, 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 I was like, you know what? That's a good, good little question there. What's uh? And if they keep preparing the movies together, his numbers will always be higher. I know, right? <laughs> always. That's why they got to split it up. Trying. So, all right. Um, out of the ones that you watched, what was your favorite? Out of the ones you just talked about. Um. Actually, I might give it to Knives Out. Just because it's more entertaining, or yeah, let's go be the, it'd be the one you'd want to rewatch again. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Okay. okay. I mean, I'd see Jumanji again too, but it's not yeah, too yeah. new. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I had a giant list of movies because I had red boxed like three movies, and then um, a couple came out on streaming, so I watched those also. And, um, so, so basically what I'm going to do is not cover all of those. Like I did the, like I did when we originally recorded and that's one of the reasons why we went kind of long. Um, but what I will do is something I kind of talked to you about. I'll do a separate recording where I just basically do red box reviews. So that way it can cover the four, three or four I watched on Redbox and then include the one or two that I've watched on Redbox since our recording. Okay. And we'll just kind of just, I'll just do it all in one and that way it's its own separate thing. We don't have to, you know, kind of dig into our recording in our episode time for it. Right. So what I will talk about though is Marriage Story because one, it is on Netflix. It... <coughs> Excuse me, folks. It it was on Netflix. It was, uh, and it's Noah Baumbach's new newest uh, film. It has been getting. It's been making its way around the around the um, festivals, and been getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, praise. I guess is a good way to put it. So, as someone that. So I'm a, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. So I like Noah Baumbach. I've appreciated his movies. Um, for those that are like, I don't even know who that is. You're just rambling on about some dude. <laughs> also true. Um, he directed the Meyerowitz stories um, that was on that is on Netflix. Um, 
he directed Mistress America with Greta Gerwig while we were young with Adam Driver, Naomi Watts, and Ben Stiller, which I really like and would rewatch. Um, Francis Ha with Greta Gerwig, Greenberg with um, with Ben Stiller, Greta Gerwig, Jennifer Jason Lee, and uh, a host of other characters, as well as Margot at the Wedding with uh, Nicole Kidman, The Squid and the Whale with um, excuse me with um, Jeff Daniels, Laura Winnie, Jesse Eisenberg. So a host of movies. He's very. He's one of those, what I refer to as like talky directors, mm-hmm. where he likes to talk a lot. Like he, he likes to have the focus of his story being uh, or our relationships between people, whether it's family members or just um, you know, between family members and just people in general. He likes to examine relationships and the different the different stories that people present within those relationships. So it's um, high on dialogue. Yeah, it's it's like Sorkin. It's not less walking and talking, mm-hmm. but and more just uh, close up talking, very character driven. Okay. And stories, you know, obviously too, but the story is kind of based on how what the characters, you know. Folk, you know, the focus of the main character or characters. In this one, um, he, uh, excuse me, and Marriage Story, it's about a couple that, at the very beginning of the movie, talk about how much they love each other, like through their own narration. Mm-hmm. Talk about what they love about the other partner. So it shows kind of the relationship, how it's been good. You know, the different, even things that bother them, how much that's still kind of, I don't want to say cute, but, you know, like it's things that are annoying most people, but they find as a uh, quirky character trait that they kind of like. Okay. I guess that's the best way I could kind of word it. And then through, and then as the movie progresses, it shows how the relationship deteriorates and how this couple that, you know, loves each other, kind of slowly drifts, not really drifts apart, but their focuses are kind of on other things. Right. Adam Driver plays a theater uh, director. Uh, Scarlett Johansson plays an actress that was in a couple of hit films and then basically decides to move to New York and become a theater actress so that she can be with her husband. So she... Essentially sacrifices her film career for theater for her husband. Gotcha. So they have a son together. So the so Scarlett Johansson gets his opportunity to be in a pilot, which will require her to be out in Los Angeles. Uh, Adam Driver gets this prestigious award or grant or something like that, and his his show moves to Broadway. So he has to stay in New York so he can focus on the show. So they've their relationship's becoming more strained. She ends up deciding she wants to file a divorce. And basically it's forcing him to have to move out to Los Angeles to be able to spend time with his son. Right. So he ends up trying to do essentially a duo resident, I guess. 
trying to live in New York and then when it's time, you know, when it's his time to spend time with the son, live out there because, okay. yeah, it's it's a mess that get, kind of gets in there. Ray Liotta's in it, plays a sleazy lawyer, um, you know, Seems in a very Ray Liotta kind of <laughs> way. And Laura Winnie plays Scarlett Johansson. Not Laura Winnie, sorry, Laura Dern, the other one. Um Laura Dern plays Scarlett Johansson's lawyer and kind of shows the different ways that lawyers try and manipulate parties right. to try and get the most out of the other. It's very interesting. and I, I enjoy the movie. It's just, it's hard to watch for people that are either going through, I mean, who are, I mean, not, I don't know a whole lot of people that want to watch a movie about divorce. Right. <laughs> it's not exactly an uplifting story. There are some humorous moments in it. Um, uh, actress Merritt Weaver, who I really like, she's been in some movies. She's been in uh, Unbelievable, which is a series on Netflix with uh, Catherine Deaver and uh, Tony Collette. It's really good. The show's really good. Anyways, she plays Scarlett Johansson's sister, who's also provides a little bit of comic relief. There's not much humor in it, but they try and do their best. Sprinkle. So yeah, so it's not just so. So yeah, and I butchered this during our during our uh, during the other episode when we originally recorded. While Sean's in this, so inconceivable. He is in this for a few scenes, uh, which was nice because I love Wallace Shawn. So anytime I can see her, is you know, or see him, that's a good thing. And um, I'm totally gonna butcher this again. There we go. Julie Haggerty plays um, Scarlett Johansson's mom, and she's actually pretty funny in this too. Julie Haggerty, if you don't remember, if the name's not like ringing a bell right off the, you know, right off the top of your head. She was the lead actress in Airplane, the movie. So she was the stewardess that Ted was in love with. Um, so, yeah. So she's in this, and she was in another movie I watched as well. Um, that I was like, wow, that's two movies right in a row. That's kind of odd, but that's cool. I'm glad she's in it. Now I can't remember the other movies. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah. it. Oh, Noelle. She played Mrs. Claus. That's what it was. Okay. So she, uh, yeah, she, uh, so it's good to see her, at, you know, in roles again. And she was great in it. It's, I could see, because it's being nominated for Golden Globes and awards and stuff. It's good. It's not one I really want to watch again. But it is well acted, well directed, script's good. There's two really at least for Scarlett Johansson there's two maybe three really good scenes that you know they could pull for Oscar submissions Adam Driver there's like one good one maybe but I mean I, I've grown to like him more I'll be honest um, that between this and um, Black Klansman he's kind of really started growing on me um, although you know Star Wars it's whatever it's, I could take or leave his character to be honest yeah um but yeah, these two movies he's kind of grown on me, and I really liked him in, in Inside Lou and Davis when he played a musician. In that one, that was small little cameo, but it was actually pretty funny. Oh, and he was getting Logan Logan Lucky too. He was actually pretty funny with the one arm brother or something like that, or friend. 
So yeah, he's got a few. Daniel Craig's in that too, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, it's not bad. I actually kind of like. It was a lot better than I was expecting. So, um, you really do kind of have to be in the mood to watch it. I'll be honest. I mean, it's not one you just put on like, hey, let's go watch a movie about divorce. Um, If you're like me and you're trying to hit all the best picture movies, at least it's on streaming. So be, I mean, you're not really paying anything more to watch it. You can watch it in increments. I mean, it's two hours, but it's not. It's not like the Irishman where it feels like eight hours. Um, (laughs) But you could watch it in increments if you feel like you know because the subject's kind of weighty. If you want to just kind of take it in spurts, that'd be fine. But it's better just in one sitting. Um, But I did enjoy it though. I did actually think it was a good movie. And the other movie I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to essentially just put my two cents in for uh, Frozen Two. Um, finally took Grayson to go see Frozen 2. York has zero interest, and I'm okay with that. Because uh, I took him to go see Jumanji, so, you know, took him to go see one, took her to go see the other. And, yeah, he, uh, or, he got lucky on that one. Frozen 2, um, not a fan. Frozen 1, I like Frozen 1. Love the music in Frozen 1. Frozen 2, every, it, to me... It just seemed like every song was trying to be "Let It Go," and it just didn't need that. It, it was on. It, it was either trying to be "Let It Go," or it was trying to be a Broadway-style song, just very dramatic, and trying to be. It was trying too hard to be memorable, right. instead of just letting it be a movie. Yeah, there's no villain, which does make it difficult to have an antagonist if your antagonist is really justified because you know the spirits or whatever are kind of justified in its reasoning right so it's not really not really a villain yeah it's 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 like harry potter and the camping trip where they just go through the motions to try and get horcruxes mm-hmm. like they have a mission to go do things but they really don't have There's no reason <laughs> a villain i mean they do because they have you know people chasing after them Imagine that, but without minus the people chasing after them. So they just have a mission of what they need to get done, and that's really about it. And then they go and do it, and then they have songs. And yeah, there's only to me. There's only one song I liked. It was Olaf's song. Kristoff really didn't have much to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just not a fan. Grayson liked it okay. She even got fidgety after the end. Um. But yeah, it just seemed kind of, Blah. Da- yeah, just kind of <laughs> dark. And I don't mean dark. It just didn't seem. I don't know. It just it didn't have the same spirit. No pun intended. Um, as the first one did, where just the heart, you know, just yeah. the whimsical. And it wasn't. This one was not whimsical. It's just kind of there. It's kind of like a paint by numbers. It's almost like but those old Disney it, sequels that go straight to DVD. Or like Cars Two. Cars 2 did yeah. not have the heart of the first Cars, and it yeah. just kind of, and it showed. It just lacked. It was just there. Yeah, it was just there. Here's and really, I didn't, I mean, I thought the animation was good. But I, I just, yeah. Even still, I'm like, I mean, it doesn't look like it's really gotten better. Like, it doesn't, they're not showing me anything to where it's like, oh, wow, this is new. Like, they made improvements from the last, nothing. Right. Really. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm sure the kids will like it, but parents are not going to like this. 
I can ask Grayson right now what song she watched from the movie, and she'll say all of them, and it'll be a bold-faced lie, because, only because she can't name the song. Right. It has been two weeks since we've seen it. She has not wanted to listen. She's not, I want to listen to the songs from the new Frozen. I've not heard that at all, and she wow. will tell me that. That's for sure. Wow. No memorable songs. Nope, none. Wow. Even the, I don't even remember the name of it. That should tell you. Um, the Unknown, Into the Unknown, or some, something like that. I think that's the, their. Into the Unknown. Yeah, that's, that's their, that's their Let It Go. Yeah. The biggest Let It Go. Yeah. And that'll be the one they'll probably get nominated for, and it shouldn't win because it's not that good of a song. The they're trying too hard. Yeah, they're just the really reaching. They and it's just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, bro, you had six years. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. And so nobody was rushing it. That was for sure. Mm-mm. So I don't know. Um, so with that being said, I am going to give you a recommendation instead. So instead of taking your kids to go see Frozen 2, if you haven't by now, and if you haven't, I'm bravo for what, being able to make it this long, might I suggest Abominable on Redbox or streaming, or not streaming, but I guess on demand is what they call it when you have to still pay for it. Yeah. Um, this movie, so much more entertaining, so much full of life and color. I was watching, the, Grayson and I watched this last night. She had hot chocolate. I had my Humbug hot chocolate, which is basically my Darth Vader Humbug mug with hot chocolate and Kahlua. So, it was delicious. <laughs> um, we watched this. It was so much fun. It's about it. It's about, uh, it's about this little girl whose father passed away and who gave her a violin to play. It, she comes across this Yeti who has escaped from a facility. It apparently has magical powers that no one really knows about. And um, so they start chasing after her. Or they come across, they find out about the Yeti, you know, hiding out, get its location, and it's about this journey, about trying to return the Yeti back to Everest. The Yeti's name is Everest. So it makes it easier to remember. All right. So it's about this girl and her two friends and trying to return this Yeti back to Everest and trying in her trying to kind of get past the uh, grief of her father as well. It's so colorful. There's no music. I mean, by that, I mean, they don't, there's, there's no singing. I mean, there's violin playing, but there's no, there's no singing that does have a score, but it has an actual villain. (laughs) It does have an actual villain. Played by, I forgot who the actor was that played it. It is weird because I looked it up after we watched the movie. And, um, let's see here. Most of it, yeah. Most of it is an Asian cast, except for the weed character Yi, played by Chloe Bennett, who most people don't know who that is. If you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you will know who that is. She plays, I guess, what is it, Earthquake or whatever. Daisy is what I know. Eddie Izzard plays kind of the main villain, sort of. Sarah Paulson, who most people will know from from uh, American Horror Story, some movies as well. Okay. Um, voices one of the other villains. Um, she was also in Glass. She was the therapist in Glass. 
Um, Great. Yeah, and she's been in a bunch of stuff. And then otherwise, it's an Asian cast, which is awesome. Um, why they didn't get an Asian actress to play the lead, I don't know. But anyways, it's, it's voices like that. We can get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's good. It's fun. It's fun. It's not scary. My daughter loved it, um, except until the end. She didn't. She's like, I don't like this movie because I don't like the bad guys. So you, you just don't like the bad guys, but you like the movie. Yeah. All right. To your logic. I would have watched Abominable again easily. It already sounds better. Yeah, the story, <laughs> the story is so much better. I mean, they, you know, and it, it, it invokes that whimsy that Frozen 2 was lacking. I mean, because you, through the movie, you see the magic that the Yeti harnesses because the closer he gets to Everest, the stronger his magic gets and everything. There's some good lighthearted moments. It's just fun. It's a fun movie. I, you know, it's a little bit surprised. I wasn't really sure how good it was going to be, but I saw some of the reviews and I kept seeing the commercials and Grayson had been wanting to go see it, but we never got a chance to go. Right. So I saw it at Redbox and I'm like, you know what? We've got a night. Let's go, let's go do that. So her and I watched it and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, so basically my hot take, go watch Abominable, leave Frozen 2 alone. Let it freeze. Let it freeze. Let, let it, it freeze. Let it stay frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't thaw it out. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, I had noticed that there were some Christmas movies on our Thanksgiving Christmas episode that we did that I, that I left out. And I actually watched two Christmas movies, which for me is saying something. And by that, it wasn't just Die Hard again and again. Um <laughs> These were actually movies set in Christmas. I watched um, I watched uh, Noel, which is on Disney Plus. So if you got Disney Plus, it's a super cute movie. I won't get too much into it. Basically, Anna Kendrick plays the daughter of Santa Claus, who has to go and find her brother, played by Bill Hader, because her brother has taken over as Santa Claus because Santa's passed away. So, but the stress of it, of trying to become Santa Claus, got too much. <coughs> she told him to take a weekend off. He went to Arizona and didn't come back. <laughs> so, everyone's blaming her. She has to go find him. And, uh, yeah, it's super cute movie. It's I would definitely recommend watching it. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good family movie. Um, I don't know if the kids will actually like it, but the parents, parents and probably... You know, if you like your Hallmark Hallmark or Lifetime movies, right. this is a bigger budget version of that. Okay. So, it's cute. I enjoyed it. Um, another movie that I watched was on Hulu, but I believe it's also on Amazon Prime as well. It's called Anna and the Apocalypse. It's British. It's different. It came out in 2017. I couldn't find it anywhere. I'd seen the trailer, and I was like, this looks interesting. So, if you're a fan of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical episode, it's that, but with zombies instead of vampires that she kills. And it's um, it's stupid gore. I mean, it's like you cut off the head and blood shoots up like in the 80s. Kind of stupid. It's like just over the top, kind of not like gross, but just... Silly. Silly. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just silly. Yeah. Um, probably 11 or 12 or older to watch it. Yeah. I don't believe there's, I don't remember there being cursing, but I'm really bad about that. Um, consult the IMDb parental guide. That's what I would suggest. <coughs> but I think if you're a tween or older, yeah, yeah, you would like it. It is quirky. Is it the best? No. It's entertaining, though. It's it's silly. I mean, it's it's silly. But it's, you know, be fun. Something different yeah. from uh, from your normal. If you're just looking for something different Christmas-wise. So, um, the rest of them, of course, Just Friends. I still can't believe I forgot that one. With Ryan Reynolds and... Anna Ferris and try to remember who else is in it. Uh, Amy Smart. Definitely recommend that one because that's funny. It's a funny comedy. Um, guilty pleasure for sure. And then uh, of course Love Actually. I'm sure we. I'm surprised we haven't gotten more hate on on uh, the socials about that one about leaving that one off. But it's because we're two guys. I don't know. But I, I liked it. You know, it was it was uh, it was. Uh, Andrew Lincoln before he was, before he was on The Walking Dead. Before he was Rick Grimes. Yep. Before he had to go all Rick Grimes. He's not, you know, he's up there doing the, you know, sending notes and cue cards with, <laughs> like a, like a NXS video. <laughs> um, and of course the classic "It's a Wonderful Life." I mean, it's a cl- it's a wonderful life classic. Anyways, that one of course is good. It's just, you know, everybody's seen it pretty much. Bad Santa, which I think you might have covered, but I can't remember. Um, that's definitely one of those that's only for adults and is definitely a uh, <laughs> definitely a, something that's different from your normal Christmas movies. And then um, one I actually really enjoyed, but I've only watched a couple of times, Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon. John Favreau and Tim McGraw play, brother, play his brothers in it, and it's one of the best scenes in that film. Um, highly recommend it. So that's it for my Christmas ones. Uh, hopefully this will give you some different options, even though with a couple of days left to watch them. And then um, I guess we're moving on to trailers. Look at that. Oh, we're doing good. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new James Bond trailer, No Time to Die. Looks awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, they showed it before Jumanji, so I finally saw yes. it. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be good. So um, I'm excited. It'll be uh, Daniel Craig's last, last uh, Bond film. He is retiring after that. So maybe we'll finally get the Idris Alba Bond or a female one. I'd, 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 do, I'd be on board for a female Bond. Yeah. I mean, the internet, Twitter would go crazy, but I don't give a shit. It's going to go crazy either way. Either word. <laughs> they went crazy when Daniel... When Daniel Craig uh, became Bond and he showed up at, was it the premiere or something like that, wearing a life preserver? He was on a boat. That's what you're supposed to do. James Bond, though. Yeah, he's not really James Bond. He's an actor. He's right. Daniel Craig. Being safe. Making sure you can play in these movies. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure it's an insurance thing. Yeah. Anyways. Exactly. Uh, the Black Widow trailer? Yes, sir. Yep. Um, oh, Bond comes out April 10th. Um, so only four months away. I'm excited about that part. Black Widow comes out May 1st. That trailer trailer looks amazing. Yes. So on board with that one. Um, another Mulan trailer. So that one looks good. I didn't see the date uh, for that. And um, let's see here. 
Oh, Wonder Woman 1984. Yes, sir. Find out uh, Steve Trevor is a clone. Right. Back from the dead. Time travel. If he's got a DeLorean that we don't know about. Something. Yeah. Like, I'm curious about that. Such good care. we got to bring him out somehow. Yeah. Which I'm all for. We'll, just, make it, we'll make it make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm curious to find out that one more than anything. More than anything. But so far, it looks good. And then, um, finally, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has potential. I saw that again. They showed it in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This scene in the yeah. theater, for some reason, just like, yeah, I'm going to see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. York's on board already. Yeah. He he loves the other Ghostbusters movies. So he's already on board. So I'm like, all right, I got you. So, yeah. I think that's it. Again, for this episode, we are... We are um, going to be doing a actually after we finish recording this, you know, woo magic. Um, we're recording a our best worst and our best worst of uh, 2019. We're not doing a decade one. We're not that ambitious. We ain't got that kind of time. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. Hell no. I'd be. I'd. Be, I would leave too many off. I would literally like need a decade. This to would, do a decade. It would be multi-part. <laughs> it, would, it would be terrible. No. There's no way. I don't put that kind of stress on us. Hell no. We'll do this year. It's like, it's like 1990 part one. It'd be like 10 parts. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyways. So we're doing, but we'll do this year, which still for, for, uh, for some of us, it was a little bit harder to narrow down our best list. <laughs> yeah, it was difficult. I, I did it Friday. I was like got time now figure it out i got my list of everything i've seen yep so i'll um categorize them yep yep so um we are so we'll have that and then we're also going to do the uh we'll talk about the golden globes because that's coming that's going to be out january 5th so we'll discuss that we probably won't make predictions because uh, there's a couple of movies that have just come out and we right. haven't had a chance to see, although I just finished one before we started recording. Um, so we'll always talk about them. We will not be able to give predictions probably just yet, but we will post our predictions uh, before the Golden Globes on January 5th. And um, maybe I'll do some sort of live event. You know, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah. But until next year, mm-hmm. uh, I am... Jeff Hall and I'm Patrick Terry and we'll see you next year next decade all the fun things and have a good holiday holidays holidays hashtag blessed whatever